so. All right, how we doing? Water's good. We got my own. Uh, obviously, with backup quarterbacks, you guys have had Nick Foles and then Josh McCown last year. This year, maybe Nate, Nate Sutfield will be more of a prominent role. How do you feel about putting Sutfield in that type of role? Yeah, I mean, uh, we, we've been real comfortable with Nate. He's been with us now uh, the last few years. Uh, very comfortable with him. Obviously, he has an opportunity, and, and we'll see what happens this spring when we get down the uh, down the down the road here with him. But. Um, you know, he, he, he's put himself in a position to, to compete and, and possibly be our number two. Uh, with the running backs, guys have been injured and guys have been kind of retiring. Are you looking, are you, will you be looking at the combine this week to kind of find a running back for a few Yeah, days? you know, this is, uh, this is a great opportunity for us as coaches. This is the first time to, for us to really put eyes on these college players. And, and uh, you know, we're looking to add value and talent at every position, not just running back. But uh, we've done this the last couple of years, and we're going to continue with this process. Doug, what, Doug, Doug, what, Doug, what? has been really uh, honest about Who? how uh, Jason Kelsey has been really honest over the last few years. He kind of used it a year-by-year year thing. Have you talked to him, and do you expect him to be back and playing next year? You know, I saw him at the end of the year when we had our exit physicals and, and uh, had a chance to sit down with him. And, you know, I, th I think Kelsey's in a really good place um, I, with every player, especially veteran players. I, I want them to take time, you know, be, be with their families. Get away from the game, you know. Refresh, recharge, and uh, you know we'll, we'll we'll cross those bridges. But uh, obviously, we'd love to have them all back. Doug, uh, Doug you uh, made the decision to fire Mike Grow, and, and it was one day later after you had said that maybe you had made the change. What changed in that one day that made you? Yeah, you know, fire? I, I, I'm going to go back to a WIP interview that I had about a week later, um, and Sorry, and you didn't. Well, for those of you that did, thank you. Um, you know that decision. Obviously, I I, I was not uh, clear. Uh, in what in what I said and, and the communication level there, um, and and I was still in my evaluation process of, of my entire staff at the time, and and uh, so it was just uh, you know uh, a situation where I just misspoke, and uh, you know I apologize for that. Why, why was Mike fired? You know, there's times where um, course of the season, course of the year, uh, things just uh, things just don't work out, you know, and. And um, you know, I'm constantly evaluating everybody, and, and my coaches know this coming into this into this business and into this uh, uh, our organization. And and I have to make tough decisions. We have to do it with the players. We have to do it with coaching staff. And, and so I was, you know, just made that made that move. What was, Jeffrey, what was Jeffrey's involvement in that, in that decision making? There was none. There was none. Um, you know, it, it, it's it's this is one of the things that I appreciate about Jeffrey Howie is they give me uh, a total control over the staff. Um, are they interested, and do they do they talk to me about certain guys and want to talk to candidates? Sure, they do. Uh, I think it's it just behooves them to, to have all the information, you know, with guys that I bring into the building. So um, they give me that that control, you know, to make these decisions, and uh, you know, I got to make the tough ones. But at the same time, uh, I felt like I made some really good hires this spring. You just hired your fifth wide receivers coach, Doug. Um, You're next. Why why do you think you have it right this time? You know. <sighs> I think in this, there's, there's no guarantees in this business. Um, I am excited, however, with Aaron. He's a former player. Um, he, he's been around some great minds in this league. You know, he, he's worked with and played with, you know, Peyton Manning and and um, here here in here in Indy. Um, and and he's now coached the position, obviously at the collegiate level. You know, he's got the right demeanor, and and I'm excited to work with him and and uh, you know get him on board and get him caught up to what we're doing, and uh, look forward to this offseason. Offensive staff with a run coordinator and a pass game coordinator, and also adding Scangarella. Is he going to a? Is he going to be your quarterbacks coach essentially? And and you're the third team. The Rams and the 49ers also have this 
run pass separation? Why is it why is it a good thing? How does well, it benefit you? I, I think number one, um, now my offensive coordinator doesn't have to talk to you guys. That's that's gonna be that's gonna be me, right? I mean, um, you know, but I, the thing is, listen, I for the last four years, um, I have had an offensive coordinator, and by position and by title, and 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 yet. When it comes to game game day decisions, game calls, I, I'm the one that's calling the play. So the offensive coordinator doesn't do that. And so I, I thought long and hard about this, and um, this is why I took my time this off season. You know, with these decisions with Rich, uh, putting him in a, in a in a senior offensive you know position, and 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 then promoting Press to a to a pass game coordinator. I, I really feel like that that. In order for Press to grow, I've got to give him, give him more as a coach. I got to put more on his plate. I still want him in a quarterback's room. I still want him to be around Carson and the guys, and and he's done an outstanding job there. Uh, but at the same time, I want him to have more of a of a you know his fingerprints on game plans. And then Rich comes in and he, he helps bridge the gap with with uh, Coach Stoutland as the run game coordinator and now Press and, and bringing all those pieces together along with myself. And, and having such a collaborative game plan approach allows us to really have more, um, I think, a, a better sense of, of our game plan that we're going into each, each game with. So um, I just made that decision, and, and obviously with it, it ultimately is, you know, it comes down to me on game day with, with calling the plays. In that evaluation process, did you consider giving up play calling duties? No, no, not yet. Not yet. No, I, that's the part that keeps me attached. That's the part that keeps me, you know, it, my own motivation, right, is to, is to be around the players and to stand up in front of the room and install the plays during the week and, and, and be connected to the team offensively that way with, with all the other things that I have to do. So uh, play calling was never never brought up. up. Did you find it hard to um, bring in uh, potential OCs or offensive assistants uh, if they didn't get to call plays? I mean, that's always something that I think um, – a candidate who who wants to be an offensive coordinator, if they're going to a place where the head coach is calling plays or somebody else is calling plays, yeah, that's that's difficult. You know, that's difficult. And 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 so some of the candidates I spoke with and, and even even brought into the building, um, you know, that was that that was brought up. And and I just I told them up front that you know this is a position where you know I'm still going to call the plays. I'm not going to give that up. And and they have to be comfortable with that. And um, you know, it, listen, I, I would have a hard time too if. I was interviewing for a coordinator's job. Having called plays previously, that'd be tough to tough to give up. Doug, Rich, Rich has the background in the Shanahan system. You guys have West Coast and spread guys with different backgrounds. What's your vision for how kind of how all this is going to work together? Or why do you want guys with, with such different backgrounds? Yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, again our our approach has been very collaborative. Our approach has been very um, very direct, and 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 from the standpoint of you know. You hire position coaches for a reason, not just to coach the position, but also to have you know uh, input on on game plans. And so, uh, having Rich now being in and being around, you know, Kyle and, and his um, you know his offenses, whether it be in Atlanta and San Francisco, and, and being around quarterbacks, you know, Matt Ryan and obviously Garoppolo and Nick Mullins and, and Sam Fran, these guys. Um, he, he just brings a and then and then having coordinator experience, you know, in, in Denver last year, just um, for me very intriguing to to be able to bring in a guy that um, you know is, is going to help Carson number one it's going to help our offense it's going to uh, he's going to be a guy not not solely his responsibility but 
allowing us to take our our offense maybe to a, to a different to a different level and it's something that uh, uh, we weren't uh, we weren't as good at last year in the last couple of seasons and and those are all things that that you know I have to take a look at right uh, through the evaluation process so I'm, I'm excited to work with Rich and Aaron and the guys um, you know as we get ready for for OTAs. I mean, it's, it's, it's various roles. Um, one, he's as I mentioned, he, he's going to be uh, he, he's going to be able to bridge the the gap. He's going to be able to bring together the run division and the passing division, right? And, and bring that together with a blend of 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 you know formations and plays and things that really kind of tie everything together, right? Um, and and so that's that's going to be that's going to be a key component. Obviously, game plan. He's going to have his hands all over the game plan as well. Um, a lot of a lot of communication, a lot of a lot of film study. Um, yeah, he'll work with quarterbacks just like like I am in that room. So he'll have a chance to to do that as well and have some input there and and um, you know just assist with us on offense. You understand that you back? Oh yeah, yeah. I think I said the same thing about Darren Sproles. Heck yeah. I'm sorry. What kind of coach are the Detroit Lions getting and Corey Unlin? Corey, wow, uh, hard to hard to you know obviously lose and tough to lose a guy like Corey. Um, they're getting a guy that that he's going to be. His players are going to be well prepared. Um, he gets the most out of his players. Uh, the players play hard for him, and um, you know uh, I'm excited for for he, for him and, and being in this role. You know with Detroit and with uh, Coach Patricia. Um, excited to see where his career goes now. How are you? What needs to happen to get more production from the wide receivers? Let's say that again. What needs to happen to get more production from the wide receivers? Um, maybe less injuries. Do you think that's a position that that well, that's I mean, you know, I was asked the other day about speed and all this other kind of stuff. I mean, I think everybody here in this this week is is looking for for speed and and the next you know the next diamond in the rough. And 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 as we go through our evaluation process, we're gonna we're gonna find and pick the best the best players we can to, to help the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, and, and that's how we get better. There's been a lot of talk about the relationship between Carson Wentz and Alshon Jeffrey. You're in the building every day. You see him interact. Do you view that as a problem or something that needs to be worked on, or can he come back next year and they can have a working relationship? Yeah, you know, I, I don't, I don't see that. Um, I, I think one of the things that where Carson really took a big step was in that leadership approach this past year, um, getting everybody on the same page and and, and on, on board, and 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 you know, it's just unfortunate because we had a lot of high expectations as an offense going into the season, and then when pieces started to, to drop out. Uh, it's just unfortunate that way, um, but there were there were no issues, you know, between those two. How are you made of where? What's your view on this class? I think it's, um, you know, again, I think it's a talented group. I think there's some guys here that uh, uh, obviously can, can can make an impact with, you know, and and with whoever you know picks them and, and drafts them. So something uh, position we'll take a look at is uh, as we do each year. How are you invested a lot in? in- veteran backup quarterbacks. Do you think Carson's at the point now health-wise and experience-wise that you could maybe go with in a younger direction at that position with the backup quarterback? I think you could. I think I think you got to be careful. It's got to be the right guy. You know, obviously it's got to be a guy that, that um, you know, you feel comfortable maybe, maybe playing a game or two, um, you know, but uh, at the same time, you know what we've done with that position is we brought in some veteran guys the past couple of seasons that have that have got us through and and uh, you know we're gonna we're gonna take a look at that we always do I mean that's obviously something that uh, you know is important to me having been a backup quarterback and the importance of that so you know we'll evaluate that this this offseason. How are you made aware of 
left-handed quarterbacks in the NFL, either as backups or as starters. Crazy. Why do you think that is? I mean, you played a pretty good one, Scott Mitchell, years ago. Like, what, what, why is it so hard to make it as a lefty now? I, I don't know. Um, it's a good question. It's really a good question, whether they're, they're playing baseball or other sports. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a unique stat. Um, I'm not sure why, honestly. No, no. Left-handed, right-handed, doesn't matter. Can they complete passes or not? I mean, that's bottom line. I don't, it doesn't matter to me if you're right or left-handed. You I like ambidextrous guys, too. If they could throw with both, that'd be great. How were you first made aware of Scangarello? French. How were you first made aware of Rich Scangarello? So, I mean, it's, it's listen, this whole the whole search is, is, is a funny business. When you start talking to other coaches and, and whether they're head coaches in this league and, and you're asking about certain uh, certain coaches, and then you, you start talking about guys, his, that, and the other. Certain names come up, and his name name came up, and so I did a little more, a little more of a deep dive with him, and and really felt like he was a guy that of interest for me, and and uh, um, loved the fact that he has old West Coast roots. Um, so he and I hit it off right away from the standpoint of you know offensive play design, um, and uh, really felt comfortable with uh, you know having him in our building. Thank you.